Hello. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? Good to have you again. Yes, it is. Games of play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about entitlement and everything around it. Um, what it is, what, um, what um, you should look out for if you if you don't know what it is and also when you should be self-aware that you have that mentality so we're just going to talk about it generally what is entitlement okay and is it a good thing or a bad thing or i mean i know you, you don't like saying whether it's good or bad <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah is it something that one should um, consider and when is the right time to you know do it and all of that so yeah i mean please go ahead well um good thing bad thing let me just say it is a generic thing it is something that all everybody you know probably practices uh, especially the closer they get to you. Uh, when we say entitlement, everybody thinks, oh, this person feels that they are entitled to something I have, meaning you have it. It should be mine. Typically, we think about money or resources. Um, yes, of course, there are those that do feel entitled to your money and your resources or the money and resources of others. Uh, these people feel like some people have too much and others have too little. And they believe that those that have too much must have gotten it in a way in which they took advantage of those that have too little. And this informs a lot of things about what they believe in. But that's actually, that's actually the least common form of entitlement between people that know each other. People that don't know each other, if someone doesn't know you personally, they are more likely to be entitled to your resources. Um, there's this cultural divide in Nigeria, in the world, in many parts of the world, in the United States, where it's like, oh, there's the, they call it either you're the masses or the elite, or you're the rich and the poor, right? And then people talk about income equality that this mindset you know that uh uh ati talika well uh yeah the rich and the poor yes so you you do have this especially especially between groups of people that do not know one another uh, and then we start having conversations about income inequality and you you know you have and i should i should have the same thing you have so that is a form of entitlement uh because we 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 are all aware that even you are not equal to yourself at different times of your life yesterday and today 
it's like there are two totally different yous. Let's not even go into last year and today. Who you are today, if it's the same as who you were a year ago, you have a problem. So the idea that all human beings should be the same when people are not equal to themselves at different times is a form of entitlement. Our personhood is not being negotiated. The fact that you're a person is not negotiable. The idea that the resources that you have are somehow owed to your fellow man, that is a form of entitlement. The most common form of entitlement between people that know one another is the entitlement to each other's time and energy. People that know each other very well, people that are in relationships with one another, start getting very entitled to the time of the other person and to the energy of the other person. And they are always entitled to it in a way which some people call this love language. So someone can look at another person that they're in a relationship with and say, this is how you're supposed to relate to me. Even if that other person is not necessarily aware of that way, that is a form of entitlement. This is um, something that sort of goes counter to the idea of relationships. You know, people claim that, oh, we're in a relationship. The other person needs to mutually support. Yes, but mutual support is not always based on an obligation of every single thing that you imagine in your head. There is a standard for how relationships should be conducted. There is no book of religion or sacred literature that doesn't talk about how people that should treat each other. I'm including the Bible, the Jewish books, um, the even the books of pagans, even the poetic edas that that has the that has the um, stories of the Norse gods of Odin and Thor and Loki. They all have this is how you should treat someone that you're in a relationship with and that you care for. None of them include speak her love language speak his love language <laughs> it's not it's not one of the requirements but we make up stuff as we go along and then we add it this is what used to be called pharisaic back in the days that means there's a requirement about how you should treat another person say bring a tithe of a tenth of your income to the temple and then the Pharisee now adds to it and say, well, you have to tight everything in your house. If you bring in 200, you know, 200 pounds of rice, you have to tight 20 pounds of that rice. Oh, you even have to tight your time. You have to make sure that all the time you are thinking on God a certain 10%. This is a Pharisee. Nobody asked you to do that thing, but you started demanding it. Because you have now become a legalistic, lawyer-like person. And then you feel entitled to it. They even wrote books saying this is how you should do it. So anything that is, that is above and beyond 
what would be called the standard mutual support in a relationship. Right? That is not freely given by the other person. That's a form of entitlement. And it is this entitlement that leads to significant amount of conflict within the relationship. Again, I'm not saying that relationships are not for mutual support. They are. We should mutually support one another. We should take care of one another. We should meet the needs of one another. But again, there is no religious literature, even that of pagans, that does not say this is how you should treat someone you care for. At a bare minimum, there's always a certain behavior that people should exhibit to another person. When we add to it things that are in our own imagination, ah, if he's with me, he should be smiling. If she's with me, she should be wearing a certain dress. We're taking it far because these are things that are now meant to be done freely by the other person simply because they enjoy being in a relationship with you. These things should be done freely. They should not be compelled. They should not be made as an obligation. Yeah. So, uh, thoughts on what I just said? Um, to be honest with you, um, there are so many thoughts around this happening right now because I, I have thought about, okay, your parents... Are your parents entitled? Are you entitled to, to your parents um, training you and all of that? And then family members um, in terms of siblings and then organization. Um, you know, when people are working in, in a certain organization, they tend to say, okay, I'm entitled to an official car or or accommodation, all of that, and so so how do we how do we differentiate between entitlement and and um, necessity? Are we entitled to? Uh, work cars? Are we entitled to the education by our parents? Are we entitled to things from our siblings? Right? Yeah, organization as well as um, how do we differentiate between entitlement and necessity? Well, a lot of times when, when there are social norms, unfortunately, um, because things change constantly, so I, I mentioned about sacred literature, the, the Bible, the Quran, the, the Torah, all those items, the poetic eddas in some cases, although I don't know if most people call them sacred. They're just poetic eddas, but I'm sure some people do. Um, the, they have, this is how you should treat your family members. This is how you should treat people you're in a relationship with. This is how you should treat your business partners. Um, you do have 
societal norms because societal expectations change very regularly maybe every five ten years okay so there was a time it was expected that maybe out of five children only one of them would get educated by their parents because of resources right in in nigeria now it is expected that if a parent has resources that that parent will actually educate the child if the parent has resources so societal expectations are Educate your child if you have the resources. Meanwhile, 40 years ago, societal expectations were educate one child or educate only the male children, right? So things change. So when you say, are we entitled to something? Well, what does society say about it? What's the position the parents are in? When we say, okay, I'm entitled to an official car. Were you promised an official car by your organization? Is giving an official car the norm in the society that you are in? Like, what is the normal and expected thing in the society that you are in? Entitlement and necessity. By, by definition, what you need cannot be an entitlement. Societal norms, they change regularly. So when you say, what, do, what, what, what should this organization give me? What should my parents give me? What should my siblings give me? What is the expectation of society? So you can go above and beyond what is absolutely required when you start looking at societal expectations. You, you can do that. Um, what you do? Well, what do you truly need? Not everything is a need. If your basic needs are met, shelter, food, security, the relationship you have with the other person, there are some other things that it's not from the other person that you get. You have to work on it yourself. When it comes to the place of relationships with other people and finding meaning in your life, nobody can give you that. You have to find a way to work on the relationships that you have and you have to find a way to... Um, find meaning in your life. If you are saying, okay, the only way I can find meaning in my life is if this other person does this. And if the other person doesn't do that, well, they haven't given me what they're supposed to give me. You have guaranteed yourself that you'll suffer. Right? So it's the same thing with relationships. If every time you only think of what the other person can do to resolve the relationship, while well, you regard yourself as perfect, that's textbook entitlement, by the way. Textbook entitlement is looking at the, at the other person as the only person that needs to change their behavior, while you, you are already in a great place and you are perfect and you don't need to change anything. That is textbook entitlement, irregardless of what you're asking the person. As long as you feel like you are perfect and the other person needs to adjust their behavior, you are engaging in significant levels of entitlement. So uh, when we say what, what I need, what I need, we have to be very careful. A lot of what we claim we need are just preferences. It's what we like. It's just what we like. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so... Um... For example, if you're not getting what you need and and then I've seen cases where 
but other parties like why are you feeling entitled because it's um I'm not giving it to you because I don't want to give it to you. So why are you feeling entitled to it? Is that not like a mis misunderstanding or yeah, misunderstanding of what entitlement is? Well, like I said, entitlement is the human condition. I don't think it is always appropriate for the other person to tell you that you're entitled. You probably won't believe them. It's just like if you tell somebody else they're entitled. It's like calling someone a hypocrite. It's like saying you're doing things that you don't believe in. It doesn't matter. We all engage in it. You can tell someone from today till tomorrow. That person is not going to change their behavior. These These things are like just the air people breathe. People are entitled and people are hypocritical. There's really nothing that can be done about it. So your partner or you calling out your partner for entitlement is probably not going to I mean, register. We could, we could go on and on. This is like a topic that can be blown up because um, right now I'm already thinking um, a case where the government is supposed to provide for basic amenities and the citizens are asking for it and they feel like, why are they asking for it? Like, um, they could have gone ahead to... I mean... <laughs> oh, that's yeah, not so, entitled. That's, not I mean, entitlement. Like, that's bad governance. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the government or the people in, in the um, parliament could say... Oh, you guys could have provided for yourself. Why are you asking us and all of that? And and there's also the case of, oh, um, the woman is the head of the house. She should take care of everything. And um, the guy should just uh, be there and enjoy why she's being submissive and all of that. So, um, looking for help. <laughs> You just had a, what they call a Freudian slip <laughs> over there. You said the woman is the head of the house. So just, what they call a Freudian so slip. An <laughs> I'm giving that as an instance. So those are cases Those are cases that happen <laughs> like where people say, oh, this person is feeling okay. entitled to my wealth or feeling entitled to what I have. When on a normal day, you could have done it and it's like been for the good of everybody or something. And one last thing I would like to say is there are people that, yes, they know that they could ask for help and they could say, oh, I need this thing. I am not moving forward because of this particular thing. But if you, oh, if I ask for it, um, it makes me feel like I'm entitled. So I need, I need it to, like, to, to, um, touch on everything when 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 is the time that asking for help is not being entitled all of that okay like, yeah okay i can speak very quickly if you're asking for help you are never entitled you're entitled when you feel the other person is absolutely ob- obligated to answer your request in a positive manner 
asking is never a problem. That is how we as human beings actually uh, get support from other people. Asking is never a problem. The challenge is when you absolutely feel like the other person is obligated to say yes and you actually get offended when the other person does not say yes. That is entitlement. Okay. Now, when we look at the, some of the cases that is specifically mentioned, if a city is getting robbed every other week and there's supposed to be a government there, one of the roles of government is to provide security for the people in its domain and those people are not being secure the government cannot be saying oh you guys are feeling entitled for saying why are bandits or terrorists attacking me and killing my townsmen and kidnapping our people and raping our women it's not possible that you requesting that you live in a secure environment especially when you have a government that does not permit you or that makes it difficult for you or licenses the use of firearms, does not permit you to gather as a militia and takes your money, has agencies that use force and is still unable to secure that area. That's not entitlement. That's just bad governance. In a situation in a home where people feel the other person is getting obligated to certain things again some of this is because cultural norms are changing by the way so remember what i said about bare minimum and then there are what we call cultural norms so perhaps cultural norms are changing and the other person is like well these things that maybe my four mothers used to do uh well i don't have to do it or like a man that says well you have to have a job now if you want to be in this household because i can't carry the load of this household alone when the expectation maybe 40 years ago or 100 years ago was the man is the sole provider. So society has changed and people are beginning to acknowledge that societal expectations have changed. As a final note, whenever you start having people starting to bring obligations up and saying this is how we should do things and this is the ceremony by which we should do it, the reason being is the human emotions that guide human interactions have started going. So what we would call the milk of human kindness or the love between men, it has begun to dry out and wax cold. So when people don't care for one another anymore, that is when they start making rules because people notice the natural love is not there. The natural love of, 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 of government for its people or of a spouse for the other, if it's no longer there, people stop doing things for one another. Then the other person says, you're supposed to do it for me. Instead of recognizing that we're in a period where the natural love is just not there. Right? And why is the natural love not there? Because people have lost their way. All of us. And that's why I say hypocrisy and entitlement are normal things now. And that's why instead of love and kindness and people being mutually supportive, we replace it with obligations and rules and conditions. If your relationship with someone else is based on obligations and rules and conditions, 
you have to ask yourself if you truly have a relationship. Right? If everything the other person doesn't do is because you start saying it's because they don't love me, then perhaps people's definition of love and care is twisted. Because the person will tell you, I love you. But still, they don't do these things. And again, everything is... You get to a level when it comes to relationships and finding meaning. I'm not talking about government providing security. That one has nothing to do with what I'm talking about here. That was just the natural way of things. Government should provide security. When we talk about relationships and finding meaning, you have a significant part to play as well as, well as the other person. If, if there is a change in dynamic in a relationship, both people are responsible. It is not just the person that is not fulfilling the request. Meaning if a man says, take care of this household, and the woman says, well, I feel like you're feeling entitled yeah. to me taking care of this household. Something is wrong between them. It's not about the household. They need to resolve what is going on. Can they? I don't know. But that's just part of the facts of life. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I touched on everything yes, you mentioned. I think, I think you did. Uh, maybe except for the organizational part where... Okay, I think you already did as what well. What do you mean by that? So for... I mean, this this is a very, very um, concerning topic going on within families, organization, parents, and, and children as well. Because for some reason, yes, people are getting aware that, okay, I don't want to feel entitled and at the same time, they are also not getting to the point they want to get to. And this is dragging them back, is you know, giving them giving them that will I say low self esteem or will I say it's um like a withdrawal from help. So instead of people asking for help, like, I need help for this because this is what I want to achieve, they are being held back because they they think for the other party that, okay, I don't want to feel entitled to this person. That's why I'm not going to ask for help. And thank you very much for... Thank you very much for touching on that, well, saying that asking for help is not being entitled. The only time you feel entitled is when the person refuses to help you, maybe because the person doesn't have the capacity and you feel bad about it, and then maybe you take action or something. So that's when you, you feel, yes, you are entitled to it. You're very kind. Actually, it's if the person says no for any reason and you just feel like the person should have said yes. Yeah. So it, does, it doesn't matter whether That's the person true. had the capacity or not. <laughs> okay. Um, to, to your point, 
uh, we most people don't stop asking because they are feeling like, oh, I'm thinking for the other person and the person may not yeah. be able to do it. They stop asking because their feelings are hurt. And um, they've been turned down so many times that they, they no longer feel safe to ask. And, and we have to keep going back to rules, conditions, and obligations. If your entire relationship is based on rules, conditions, and obligations, you're not in a relationship, you're in a contract. Wow. Because, to be honest, um, this this whole thing is supposed to be um, like a mutual support, like you said. And when there's no mutual support, then this is um, definitely contract. Yeah. Yeah. If there's no mutual support, uh, the the juice that powers the relationship has has run out and what is happening is people are replacing that juice with conditions and obligations so instead of a natural mutual support between imagine rowing a boat and you are rowing the boat one person is on one side and the other person is on the other side and they row in a particular direction if one person doesn't row doesn't pull their side what happens the boat starts turning in one direction because only one person is rowing the boat starts all turning in one direction and it becomes impossible to get the boat to its destination. And then if the other person says, okay, what I'll do is every time you row, I give you five cobble. Okay, then the other person rows. Or every time you row, I say something nice to you. Or that other person says, well, I don't like the way you say row. <laughs> you need to change your tone. You know, and who are you to even tell us where we should be going oh, anyway? Sure. We should go this place instead. Like, and then maybe the other person says, I don't like your technique. Your technique of doing the role is, you know, different from mine. So I want to change your technique. All these things, it just, it just, it just doesn't, honestly, it just stops. It just stops being something that both people can be in the same boat together. Right? And, and hence, you see, sometimes in the close relationships, families, uh, uh, marriages, so uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, it's like the boat is going in a circle. That's when they say your life has entered roundabout. <laughs> That's if the boat is moving at all. If one person is busy stroking and then the boat don't enter roundabout or the boat is just, you know... Yeah. Going here and there, and a, a journey that is taking 40 days will not take 40 years. Thank you so Fact. much, Dominic. Today, I, I think one of the right. so, major things I, I, I learned yeah, from this conversation is that um, everybody has a role to play, play and then um, entitlement is, is when you when you start feeling like you're obligated to to get something from the other person and whether it's an organization or yep. family members or parents or even in a relationship and yes at some point parents are uh, expected 
according to the societal norms that they should train their children in a certain way. And for some reason, some people didn't have that opportunity. And you see, that's why you see some children go wayward and some are still in the line that I really want to do this thing and I want to do it. It's, it's no longer... It's no longer, oh, my parents are supposed to do this thing, then if they don't do it, I'm not going to do it, which is why you see what's happening with the negative side um, of children going wayward and all of that. So um, when you know what you're supposed to do, when you know your role as um, a person, you know your role in a particular relationship that you find yourself and you get to do it. When you need help, you ask for it. And you, you can even say that this is the goal of me um, doing this thing. And, and, and then whether you get the help or not, it's, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't determine how you, you relate with the person. Or it shouldn't determine, it shouldn't hold you back from um, asking again. And it shouldn't hold you back from um, reaching your goal. And another thing I, I think I also picked is when there is no mutual support is um, a contract. It's no more. <laughs> it's no more. It's it's no more. Um, you, you we do this. We do this together. Or I do this. You do that. Then we move forward. Now we are in circles. We are moving in circles when we do that. Um, I would like to say a very big thank you for coming in this morning. And thank you for also... Oh, it was a pleasure. Clear ...that asking for help is not entitled. Mm-hmm.